What up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast, bringing you your midweek dose of weird. Hope it's been PDFG. That's pretty darn freaking good. And hope things are going well for you this week overall. So, a little bit of called housekeeping. I don't really necessarily love that term, but uh, maybe a refresher for those who are maybe newer to the podcast. Uh, you hear me say, you know, I open and close with Hanyaks. You guys are the Hanyak horde. I'm the head Hanyak. You might say, what the heck is a Hanyak? And that's fair because it's been a while since I did my episode explaining the vernacular, the terms specific to me in the show, like Ride the Lightning, etc., etc. I'm not going to go through them all today, but I will do a little refresher for those of you who maybe are new to the show or can't remember, you know, what is the point of a Hanyak, what is even a Hanyak. So, discovered this word about a year or two ago from a buddy of mine, and it turns out, turns out it is an old school pejorative, uh, primarily, referring to farmers who essentially are too stubborn to go find better fertile land for agriculture and just use the crappy land that they are currently on. So, it's essentially like, well, I'm farming here, the land's really not great. And maybe, and, and, you know, it maybe be wise to go and, to go and try and maybe procure some better farmland. Uh, but actually, no, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to be a Hanyak and make it work. So I might say using it a little bit to define itself. Basically, it's a, it's a, it's a form of stubbornness that I see as an opportunity that A, kind of describes me in a lot of ways, but can see it as a positive and both a negative, right? It was an old, old-timey term, out-of-date term for a pejorative. When you Google it, the, the formality is specifically it was for like Hungarian or Eastern European farmers, and I don't really fall into that, but I see it as sometimes it's good. To say, you know what, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to figure out the best way to do this, right? So there are positive ways to be a Hanyak. You stand by, you stick with your guns, and you don't waver. But then also there's very negative, like, hey, bro, uh, if you just went, you know, five miles over here, this farmland, you purchase it, it's way better than what you're on right now. You're, you're not on an optimal situation. And you say, no, I'm sticking here because I'm stubborn. And it's just like, okay, so... It's a, it's a fun thing that I do that I, so I've kind of adopted it into the, into this podcast, the heart of the podcast. You are the Hanyak horde. I am the head Hanyak and that's how we roll. It's a fun term to me. It's a unique term and it is a, oh, what's the word? Not variety term, but it's a not flexible. Oh, come on. I can do this. I can do this. It's a variable term, sort of reading closer. It is a, oh my gosh, the word escapes me. It has, it's a versatile word. There we go. Finally got it. So it can be a positive. It can be a negative. Sometimes in the same sentence, throwing you a compliment and then, and then bringing it back as a little bit of a. Uh, an insult or a cri- criticism. So that's what it is. There there you go. And I do have a red bubble store with a few stickers, one that says Hanyak. You can get a Hanyak sticker, Rambling Viking sticker, Ride the Lightning. And uh, so go check those out if you want. But uh, the link is always, if you follow the link in the web- website, it has the link to the red bubble shop, the meat hall, as they call it. So go get your Hanyak stickers today. All right, there's my explanation. Now time to talk about something that, of course, Everyone is talking about, and it's all over the place. So I will, in all honesty, 
be minimalist about it. I'm going to give you, I've got my take. It's concise. We're going to leave it at that and we're going to move on. I am not going to belabor this. According to my recording timer, I am just, I'm almost at four and a half minutes. So I'm going to watch that like a hawk, like a peregrine falcon and keep it short, sweet, fantastic. So you probably already know what I'm going to talk about. The slap heard round the world from the show, the the one of many award shows that is no longer list, watched around the world, but now is back in relevance. So sounds like a conspiracy, right? Obviously, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, huge deal. Everyone's talking about it. There, there are so many, and I've kind of sat back and listened, and you know, seen every different take. Is it fake? Is it real? First question. I'm gonna go. I have been back and forth on that. I'm gonna go with it's real. It, it is odd and. It being so odd and the way it went over makes me go, I think this was real. I think this was a moment of crazy. Will Smith saw red, went up and actually slapped him. Right? Uh, I think it's absolutely ridiculous in so many ways. And I think the points, the people pointing out that, wait, he wasn't escorted out for doing that when any normal person at any sort of event... Like, if you, as a normal person, went to whatever gala for whatever organization or or cause and then went up and did something like that, you, you would immediately be escorted out, probably have charges pressed on you, which that's up to the, the uh, not the plaintiff, um, you know, the person, the victim, if you will. So, Chris Rock decided not to press charges, but he, yeah, I, I think he should have been escorted out, like anyone would have been at any normal event, but oh wait, these are high-level celebrities doing high-level things, and so it's fine. And finally, and then on top of that, it is so odd that he chose to speak out at a crappy, oh crappy, a funny G.I. Jane joke that Chris Rock made right, you know, right there. In light of the fact that he is openly talked about how he is open to and I think this is a contradictory statement and, and and a fallacy in so many ways. In light of the fact that he uh, openly is fine with other guys, his wife sleeping around with other men. First of all, I'd say it's a fundamental breaking of covenantal marriage, but that's a different story. I said I'm going to keep it concise. But then Chris Rock makes a joke in a reward show. Oh, so maybe the difference is here. You were just embarrassed in front of all your quote-unquote friends, peers, and then also, I mean, granted, he should realize that the Oscars, nobody's watching it anymore, at least not like they used to. Still 15 million people or whatever it was. So, yeah, he, um, maybe that's what it is. The public embarrassment, make a, make a, you know, make a stance, stand up for your wife. But then at the same time, be like, nah, she can sleep with whoever she wants. It's fine. No, I'm sorry. That is, that is a, a twisting and a perversion of values and what you care about and protecting um, in, in so many ways that I cannot accept. I mean, if you're fine with the open relationship thing, um, and essentially a cuckold, there is no justification here uh, for what you did. So, and then finally, at the end of the day, I say, who really cares? Because it's the Oscars and it's a bunch of elite actors who, uh, are out of touch with the world and tone deaf in so many ways that like, hold on, you mean it's all these millionaires going to have a millionaire party and to, to give each other all these awards for doing their millionaire stuff. And we sit back and watch it as normal people. Like, it's an elitist thing for elites. I guess it's kind of cool to see what movies get it. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's, it's to, to quote George Carlin, it's just, uh, it's just people wanting to get stroked, going in, stroking each other. And we're all just stroking each other six different ways from Sunday. And it's just like, 
I don't know. It's kind of... I don't care about it. I never really have cared about it. Very little. Oh, the only thing I did care about was the snub of Leo DiCaprio. But And finally, Ricky Gervais is the best host ever. And in light of that, he dropped a small Twitter thread about what he would have said had he been the host of the Oscars. If you hadn't seen his performance from two or three years ago, it was incredible. Best one yet. He made awesome jokes while simultaneously calling out the elitism, the hypocrisy, and the silliness of Hollywood in so many ways uh, to their faces. And that is the best way to be. I mean, it is the jester in the court of the king. So I'm going to pull up that Twitter thread and read it for you. All right, here we go. Quick warning, he is both British and a little bit vulgar, so those things go hand-in-hand a little bit. So I will bleep out the bad words, but as I am quoting, I will say them, but they will be bleeped and censored so I don't have to mark this episode explicit. So here we go. So someone said, retweet. They posted a seven-minute video, and it was like, retweet if you wish Ricky Gervais was hosting the Oscars tonight. And then Ricky saw an opportunity said to say, well, if I was hosting, here's what I might say, or at least a little excerpt. I'd start with, I I don't think I can do a British accent. We might try for a second. Bear with me. Hello, I hope this show helps cheer up the ordinary people watching at home. If you're unemployed, for example, take some comfort in the fact that even if you had a job, your salary wouldn't be as much as the goodie bag all the actors have just been given. Yeah, this is a horrible British accent. I'm proud to announce that this is the most diverse and progressive Oscars ever. Looking out, I see people from all walks of life. Oh, I'm getting Australian. Every demographic under the sun. Except poor people. Obviously. F*** them. (laughs) Oh, he's just so poignant and so good at getting right to the heart of it. Like, and, And that's something that I, in so many ways, don't have. Because here I am. And we're still talking about this ten minutes later. Or six minutes later. I am so sorry to everybody. Unlike Ricky Gervais, I can't do two quick tweets and sum up something so perfectly but yeah i wish he was hosting we all wish he was hosting that's the, that's his twitter thread and i'm sorry for my horrible british accent but that's what you got to deal with so uh love it and i think he should just host every year and roast everyone so that was ricky gervais if he had been hosting okay so we are done with that that's the topic of hands what everyone's talking about i'm over it to the memes and the jokes are great I agree, but let's get on to some actual content in the show. We got a lot of today is going to be a a listener heavy show, meaning we got some good feedback, some notes from Connor, from Rachel on some different things, and they responded to some questions in the previous episode. We got Norwegian goodbye updates. It's going to be great. Here we go. So in sports world news, if you haven't heard, the NFL is officially updating and finally, I should say, finally updating and fixing their overtime rules, bringing them into the modern world. Sort of. So the NFL does a lot of stupid things all the time. It really does boggle my mind how they just don't, like, it's not that hard. I don't think it's that hard to do some, to make some of the changes. I've complained about the overtime rules for years. Everyone especially complained after the Chiefs-Bills game last year and in the playoffs. So, the NFL said, we hear you, we hear you. It, that's right. So, let's uh, let's respond then. Uh, we are going to update overtime where both teams, no matter what, have an opportunity to possess the ball on offense in overtime. Only in postseason. What? 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 
Why not just do it all the way? And 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 I think part of their excuse is, I'll post a link to the article down below, but part of their excuse in their statement is along the lines of, you know, they want to incrementally test stuff. But in certain things like that, it's a no-brainer. You have teams that can tie in the regular season, stupid, uh, because for a lot of teams, their playoff berth is contingent on certain things. And also, I mean, if, if, if there's a problem with the rule, why are we differentiating regular season to postseason? I mean, they already had it. You can't tie in the postseason. There already was differentiation there. So, uh, but they're now they're just spreading that one further. And I'm like, just, just, you just overhaul it all. It's fine. <laughs> like there is, they do the main. They make the weirdest, smallest moves like that when they don't have to. I get certain rule changes, but only for the postseason, not for the. For the regular season, silly, stupid. Just do it across the board and stay so it's even across the board. Overtime is overtime. It's overtime. I honestly, I think the college model is the best, and they should just do the college model. It's it's 25-yard line, you get a possession, go score. Uh, What is it? You have to go for two. And then what that will do, instead of just being, you know, a whole extra quarter, it's so funny. It's double speak that they do, right? We want to protect the players, and so we're making better rules. But we want to add more games to the regular season, so which obviously puts them at risk. It's more wear and tear. And then the same thing. And then with overtime, you see that too. Get them on the twenty-five. You have you have to go for two. No extra points. Uh, you can settle for a field goal. Each team gets to possess, and then it's a sudden death, right? You do that what, twice, three times in college, and then it's two-yard line, go for two. And so it's 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 breaking it down to its core and fundamentals and making it as concise as possible. It also makes the pressure, it makes it amps up the pressure so high. And so instead of just getting, oh, we're just going to play for an extra quarter and we're going to see punts and different stuff, nah, just sudden death. I think that's, I think that's more exciting, it's more concise, it's going to, it's going to less wear and tear on the players, so... And it gets over with faster, and I think it's just better. Like I don't know what I don't know what the NFL is doing. I mean, they do a lot of stupid, weird, random stuff, but I'm sure there's a lot of interests at play. But honestly, sometimes they just do some silly, ridiculous, stupid stuff like this. So, yeah, let me know what you think though of their overtime rule. I mean, I'm I'm glad. I will say this. I'm glad. I'm glad something is getting changed. It may not be changed the exact way I want it to be changed or to the fullest extent. But it's a step in the right direction, finally. So, because we all know whoever gets the ball first, especially in the playoffs, is overwhelmingly favorite to win. And in the playoffs where the teams are just better, and so the offenses are usually better, more proficient at scoring, it's a way different ball game than when you have a stagnation like in the regular season. You end up with teams getting stupid ties, like when the Eagles tie the Bengals once every decade. Come on. So, that's my piece, but I want to know what you think. Do you think... A, do you think it's good? Which, yes, of course you think it's good, so you can skip that part of the question. B, I mean, are you are you in the same boat as me? Do you disagree, or what are your thoughts? I'm I'm full. I'm totally proponent of just take from the college model. Just do what the college college does, and that should just be the way we do overtime. Period, and leave it at that. And I think it's the best way, but. Um, since that's probably not going to happen, at least make it so both teams can possess the ball. Um, because 
they they it's funny like five years ago what they do they were like okay okay it's not first team to score it's if you score a touchdown you win but if you get a field goal the other team gets pass the ball and we're just like okay that's a little better but like why are you being so stingy I don't under you this is pointless stinginess here you know it's like getting up it's just, it's completely silly so that's my take on it all right time to well today at risk of being a liar as always I'm gonna say here we are 15. 15-ish minutes in, it may end up, this episode may be a little bit shorter. You know, instead of 40 minutes, maybe 30 or 38. (laughs) Hedging my bets a little bit. But we've got a lot of audience feedback today from not last episode, but a couple episodes ago. So really excited about that. If you want to send in your feedback, you can either, uh, you can email the show, but it's very simple. I mean, if you have an iPhone, just record a voice memo. And if you have my number directly, you can text it to me or you can email it to the show or you can DM the show. Or if you're like, Hey, I don't know how to send you this audio file, DM the show. I can give you my info. We can set up a Dropbox link or something like that. You can Google drive it, but yeah, you can be on the show without having to sit down and be on on the show, give your input and your feedback. So today we're going to audience feedback, answering of questions, going back a couple episodes. Don't worry, I'll give you refreshers. First and foremost, a couple episodes ago, I was talking, I referenced how the number three is very significant in my life. For so I can go through the laundry list. I was born at 3 a.m. I'm the third child. I, oh crap, I can't remember now. I mean, um, I was born in 1993. I mean, there's just, there's, there's so many things when you go down the list. So I, and the, the episode 300 is looming. So I'm trying to figure out a, a fun way to do that. Right. That's a three, number three. First of all, episode 300. Holy crap. I'm almost at a year's worth of episodes. I'm only, I'm, I'm we're, we're getting close, <laughs> right? Uh, I get 300. It's only 65 more. And I've got a year's worth. You could listen to one episode every day in a year. It would take you a year to get through my podcast. That is mind-boggling. And actually, I think there's some that aren't numbered, and so that's maybe not even totally accurate. Um, but, uh, and in light of that, that reminded me of a crappy movie I never saw, the number 23. And so I posed a question and said, if you've seen it, give me your, well, here's what I said. And, well, and I got some feedback from my listener, Connor, and saying he had seen it. And so then I took it one step further and said, all right, let's get your, let's, I said, let's get you your review. So here's a quick refresher on the challenge I posed to Connor, and then we'll follow up with his response. He accepted my challenge, he responded, and we get his full uninhibited review of the movie 23. So here's, just in case you didn't listen to that episode or you forgot like I did and you needed the refresher, here's the refresher on, here's the challenge I posed. Connor, I'm going to put the question to you. Send me your in-depth only for memory review of the number 23. Anything significant that stood out? Why it was horrible? Why you watched it? Give me all the details. Let's get Connor's full breakdown of the number 23. All right, so that was the official challenge from two episodes ago. And then here is Connor's response. He, he accepted the challenge and gave us a response. So let's check it out. Okay, number 23, um, completely off the top of my head, no research review. Jim Carrey, not bad in it. Um, The entire premise was everything in his life kept showing up as the number 23. 
there was some sort of situation where somehow his social security number was all either 2323 or if you divide uh, 2 by 3, then it was .666 or something like that. And so, you know, the number 23 is actually a signature for the, the mark of the beast. I don't remember if there was some sort of, like, ghost or villain or demon-type situation or if this dude was just pouting the whole time. I don't remember because this has been roughly 17 years ago now. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't do the research, so I have no idea when it came out. But it feels like it was a good near two decades. Um, yeah, not a good movie if I all I can remember is the number 23 Jim Carrey and no no conclusion. I'm going to say that he decided to give up this whole quest of everything's the number 23 and decided to start a pop band. Yep. Uh not pop music, but like where a band where they only sang about soda pop. Yeah. I think that was the ending. Yeah. 2 out of 8 stars. Well, thank you for that, Connor. I appreciate you uh, abiding by the honest honor system, not doing any research, going solely off memory. And you know what? It just you just reinforced how glad I was that I did not watch that movie. Um, I'm so glad I didn't get roped into seeing. It. I remember seeing the trailers and be like, "That seems a little weird," but then at the same time, going, "I don't think I don't know." Just didn't really interest me. Jim Carrey horror film. It just doesn't seem to match up. He's a great actor, but I mean, like you said, he was great in it. So. You know, I decided to do a tiny bit of research, and it it officially came out in 2007. So there we go. So you were you were about spot on. You said a near two decades and about 15 years ago. Jeez, it's weird to be able to be old enough to say that something came out 15 years ago. I remember when it came out. Yeah, sure, I was young, but I still remember and uh. It, it's just kind of crazy in a lot in a lot of different ways. And so, yeah, that's what it is, though. And uh, to give you the quick summation of it, Walter Sparrow, Jim Carrey, becomes obsessed with a novel that he believes was written about him. As more and more similarities between himself and his literary alter ego seem to arise. So that would be some novel and then the number 23. I'm not going to play the trailer, but I am going to look up a quick spoiler because I'm curious while I do want to accept what your conclusion was. Uh, I am curious now and we got to know and the people got to know. I mean, we've already gone this far down this rabbit hole. So what's a, what's a little what's another foot, right? We're not going to hit lava. It's fine. So I've got the spoiler pulled up for movie mistakes and I'll put it in the description so you can read it for yourself. Uh, super glad I didn't see the movie. Connor, I like your ending better. And sadly he did not form a pop band, but I think that would have been a much better ending for this kind of crappy movie. But here we go. So basically what I can glean is he kills himself. He of course goes crazy He's about to kill himself. He doesn't. And then he starts narrating, talks about it's just making choices. There's no destiny in life. Then he turns himself in for some murder. So this girl gets a proper funeral guy who's wrongly imprisoned is released. And the last scene is him 
is uh, him being visited by his wife and son while he's in prison. And then he looks at the clock, which reads 2.15, or on a regular clock, which would be number 2 and 3, so 23. And then they quote the Bible before the credits, saying, uh, Numbers, chapter 32, verse 23, be sure that your sins will find you out. So, yeah, kind of a stupid ending. I guess he eventually coped with it, or psychotic break? I, I More questions than answers that I don't care to be answered. So, there you have it. We have successfully sought out that rabbit hole, realized there was nothing fruitful there, promptly um, scorched it with a flamethrower, and then filled it back in. And we're going to move on with our lives now. So, on to stuff that is, I don't know, maybe more fruitful, maybe not, maybe just more entertaining, though. But thank you once again to Connor for giving your feedback and hopefully that jogged some not so good memories of, you know, you having to go watch the movie, the number 23. Uh, just kidding. I hope nothing but good memories for you. So, on to the next audience feedback. I also posed a question. I brought up the, the curious case of rest areas. And I said, well, here's what I said. The question of the day is, does anyone ever actually stop at the designated rest areas? So I did a whole bit on that. You can go listen to the episode two episodes ago and about how pointless they are and how you just stop at like gas stations and towns that have travel centers. You nobody uses little crappy rest areas. And my sister oblige Rachel, she decided to send in her thoughts on answer and answering that question. Does anyone actually use them? What's the point? So here is her answer to that question. To answer your question, I have never stopped at a at a designated uh, rest area because I think that they are kind of worthless. Might as well just go, you know, book yourself a hotel or a motel because why sleep in your car when you can sleep in a bed? Okay, let me just say, hold on. I I was I'm tra I was tracking with you until I wasn't. I was with you in the first half, but you lost me in the second half. So I don't know what I I agree with your sentiment. They are worthless, and you you've never stopped at them. I've never stopped at them. Most people I don't think have stopped at them. But then when you go into the reasoning behind that, uh, you totally lose me. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing, but rest areas are not not rest in the sense of you stop here for the night, go ahead and sleep in your car, um, and maybe we can agree to disagree. Maybe you can elaborate on that more for me, but uh, I'm going to go with, Something something didn't quite connect there because <laughs> when you went, just get a motel. Don't so if I'm hearing you right, rest areas are pointless because you can just get a motel <laughs> to go sleep in. I'm sorry. Um you lost me. You totally lost me. 
I was more getting at that they don't offer any meaningful services. You can stop at, there are plenty of gas stations in towns. You can stop in the towns to get gas, go to the bathroom, get some actual food, etc., etc. Not necessarily stop, sleep, and so, but if that has kept you from stopping at rest areas, is that you, is the motivation to get a motel? Then, look, I may, I may think it's a little bit wacky, but... If it's keeping you from using the worthless rest areas, good on you. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have to diverge past from you on just get a look, I'm just gonna play it back. I'm just gonna play it back. Might as well just go, you know, book yourself a hotel or a motel because why sleep in your car when you can sleep in a bed? <laughs> See, I'm tracking even through the might as well just and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Get a motel. Wait a minute. What? Because why sleep in your car when you could just sleep in a bed? I think we're talking about different things. I don't know. I'm look, I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt here, but you done lost me on that one and you made a hard left turn. You zigged so hard. You zigged yourself right out of, right off the playing field court pitch, whatever you want to call it. Cause that one, you lost me, (laughs) but Hey, you know what? I now see an opportunity to do. I now see an opportunity to, to have a hilarious running joke where just like a lot of times I will say, I will justify something or be like, no, you can trust me. My dad's a veterinarian. So, um, we're all good. Right. And it goes back to a joke that Mitch Hedberg told where he's like, Hey, He's like, what if you could just return things for reasons that have nothing to do with um, what they are? And he's like, he's like, for instance, you know, you're like, hey, I, uh, I, I saw Mitch Hedberg and he was drunk, so I would like to return this chainsaw <laughs> to you, Home Depot. Um, and so I, I follow that logic, right? So I think from now on, we can just say if we don't have a good reason for doing something. We just, the default reason is why would I do that when I can just get a motel and so why sleep in my car when I can sleep in a, sleep in a bed? And you're like, uh, what, sir? So do you want the nachos or do you want the Frito chili pie? I'm confused. (laughs) That's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. Like, why'd you park so far away? Why, why sleep in, why, why would I sleep in my car when I can just get a motel and sleep in a bed? There you go. So, uh, Rachel, I'm sorry to have to roast you like that in front of everyone, but I hope, (laughs) I hope you're able to have a good laugh at it because you went, you know what? You went full Dwight on that one. You lost me. I think you lost I think you lost yourself. So hopefully, hopefully you found yourself because I don't even know what to make of that, that, but it is incredible. I now have, and we now have something to use and we maybe have a new sticker. Why stop at a rest area when I can get a motel? I mean, it somewhat checks out because you think rest, right? So I'm stopping to get some rest. Yeah, but I think they're really meaning it's like you stop, you go to the bathroom, you walk around, you walk your dogs, you get a snack from a vending machine. What is this, 1988? Um, get get some real food or something, my goodness. Or just eliminate them and go to gas stations. Uh, not necessarily like, and maybe I will, I'll give you this. Maybe you got caught up in hearing me talk about how semis stop there to sleep, but semis are self-contained hotel rooms with beds. And I, and I said, the only thing, the only 
vehicles I see typically are semis and they have the ability to sleep wherever they park. So they just need a good place to park. And so those do serve a purpose. They don't necessarily need to stop at a travel stop or a truck stop. So, but you lost me on that one. I'm sorry. You, you done lost all of us, but look, you were willing to take the time to record that, make your opinion known kooky as it may be and provide us all, I think, a great laugh and make for some great podcast content. So I can't be mad about the content. And guess what? Now we have a joke. So uh, thank you, Rachel, for sending that in. And uh, we actually are not done with you just yet. Because also, if, you, if you're new here, I'll explain this to you real quick. And this is actually how we'll close out the show. Don't start your timer, Rachel. Norwegian goodbyes are, are a feature of the show. Obviously, I'm a rambling Viking, so that means I am Norwegian, and I am personally Norwegian. And so, a Norwegian goodbye is basically, and for any of you, any of, any of my Denver listeners who are in, you know, from the Heights and in community group, you definitely understand this. Norwegian goodbye is like, all right, I better go. And then 15 minutes later, we talking about three more topics. I'm still there and maybe have gotten to the door, but I haven't opened it. Uh, my shoes are on. But then we talk another 10 minutes, and then I finally get the door open. We talk for another five minutes, and then I finally start to get half out the door. We talk for another two minutes, and then I'm finally leaving, and then I shout something as I'm walking down the steps of the front porch, and then I'm finally gone. All in all, it takes about 25 minutes. Norwegian goodbye is basically just like it, take, it takes you forever to actually say goodbye. And so that is something that... Rachel has taken upon herself to start tracking and give us frequent updates of how I've been doing on my Norwegian goodbyes. My standard is five minutes or less. If I, I'm happy if I can keep them to five minutes because there are things, you know, when you close out a show, you, you're, you're making content like this. There's always the like, do this, blah, 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 tune in for the next one. You know, the good stuff. And so there, that's part of it. But I managed to obviously weave in so much more than that being the rambler that I am. So she has tracked it. And I will say the last update we got, I was doing pretty well. I had some long ones, but I I was at like 438 or something like that was my average. I don't remember exactly. I'd have to go back and look. But we, she has another update, so she can keep me updated, keep me honest as we go through. I can't just reference my previous one and say I've been doing good. She gives us the current stat on how I've been doing on my Norwegian goodbyes. So let's tune back into Rachel and see how I've been doing if I've met my mark of being under five minutes in recent episodes with my Norwegian goodbyes. Hello, Head Honyok. I have a Norwegian goodbye update. Now, I will say you have done better with being consistent with uh, stopping between five and three minutes. However, there are some outliers. So episode 271, you stopped at 339. Episode 272, 327. Now get ready for this one. Episode 274, 10 minutes and 32 seconds. Then, I don't know how you did this again, but episode 275, 10 minutes and 32 seconds again. Episode 280, Uh, 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Episode 282, 3 minutes and 24 seconds. And now for episode 284, I only did this because Connor asked me to. And so Connor had a Norwegian goodbye of a whopping of 3 seconds.
So good job, Connor. Episode 286, 5 minutes and 3 seconds. Episode 287, 3 minutes and 37 seconds. All right. Right off the bat, I say, wow, my performance has waned. And then I start to think, you know what? Maybe it's not me. Maybe it's you. After that motel take, I don't know how much I can trust these numbers. Are these even official? Yeah. I I almost want to see the receipts. All right. Where are you getting? I, I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical of when you started your timer. Because I know there were some episodes where I said, don't start your timer yet. But whatever. I'm just being a Hanyak. So, all right. So we got the raw numbers. Look, the one she's been tracking. First of all, you're welcome. And I don't care that it was 10 minutes twice in a row. The fact that it was 10 minutes, 32 seconds back to back. Look, that's, that's, that's the level that I'm on. I may not be hitting my numbers, but man, that is a different level of consistency that, uh, look, what can I say? I'm impressive. <laughs> All right. So I ran the numbers real quick and obviously I can't include Connor's impressive record setting three second Norwegian goodbye. Honestly, hats off to you. He's the current champion. I don't know if I'll ever be able to beat that. I don't know if I want to beat that. I like rambling too much. Oh, look, here we are at Almost 40 minutes. Almost a liar. Can I keep it under 40? Probably not. Okay, so without Connor's average, of th- or average, I should say. Yeah, average, because he's only wholesale hosted one episode. Three seconds. That's obviously never going to be touched. That's a record that's never going to be broken. It's fine. He was a substitute anyway, so it could, it'll have a little asterisk next to his name because he's not even the head Hanyak. Anyways, that brings... I, my at my it was a total of two thousand nine hundred and forty seconds, which means an average Norwegian goodbye of three hundred and sixty seven point five seconds. And you're thinking, yeah, thank you for talking in seconds. It's like when people uh, wait talk in months for far too long, or they talk randomly in weeks. And I get that's how you measure pregnancy, but I don't know what thirty three weeks is. Say thirty three weeks, it's or whatever months. Just please help me out. I'm not in pregnancy speak mode. When my wife is pregnant, I will be in pregnancy speak mode. When I have an infant, I will be in infant speak mode and talk in terms of months. But help a brother out. Uh, so I'll, I did the math there. That comes out to an average Norwegian goodbye of six minutes and eight seconds. So I am slacking. I'm over the bar by over a minute of where I want to be. Been a little bit long-winded lately, but I would argue that things have, there have been some things lately, and there's been lots of different types of episodes, some good ones, so, uh, look, I'm gonna express no fault here, because I'm gonna go back to the tracking system. I wanna see a full IRS-level audit of how you're tracking this. Am I gonna put in the effort to do that? No. Do I expect you to do that? Yes. Am I gonna check your work every single time and say, when did you start the timer? No. I'm just going to make baseless claims calling out, calling fake news on your part, even though I am impressed with the 1032 twice in a row, fake news. It was probably more like 432. Look, and that's the power of owning your own podcast. So yeah, six minutes. And even if I wanted to cheat and add in Connor's average, which I did, I ran those numbers. It's still, it drops it a lot, but it only, but it still is at an average of five minutes, 27 seconds on my Norwegian advice. So 
Yikes. Uh, yeah, so here, here, here I was, you know, roasting you for that rest area take, and then proceeded to receive my own scathing roast on my Norwegian goodbyes immediately after. So I, had, I hadn't listened to the Norwegian goodbye. I'd previewed the other stuff, but I hadn't listened to that one yet. So this is my live reaction, and dadgummit me. So I guess I'll try and be better. But thank you, Rachel, for sending in both of those. Thank you, Connor, for giving me your review of 23. Thank you guys for being a part of the conversation. And I want to just remind everybody that I want that that's what I want to do. I want to build this out and have listener feedback. And I think it'd be fun to do once a week, do do audience. The audience speaks, you know, maybe on Wednesdays. That's what we do. It's we get the audience speaks from the previous week or what what have you. So that gives you time to send it in. Or maybe we do it on Fridays. I don't know. We'll figure it out, right? But that's an idea. And so if you want to be a part of that, send in your thoughts. And we can make Wednesdays the uh, Wild West Wednesdays where I, we get audience feedback. You guys answer uh, some of my questions. Maybe I answer some of your questions. There you go. I'll pose a question to you. Ask me a question or more of a challenge. Ask me a question. How's that? How's that for question inception over here, all right? Mixing up the medicine, mixing mixing things up. So, yeah, there you have it. But uh, seriously, any and all feedback, please send it in. If you, It's not too late to answer the question of, hey, if you've seen 23, give me your, well, it is too late actually because I did all the spoilers and so it jogged your memory. Can't do that. But rest areas, what do you make of them? Use them. Do you hate them? Do you love them? I'm not sure I want you a part of the Hanyak Horde if you love them, but I'm sure there's one of you Hanyaks out there that loves them, so it's fine. But just give me any and all thoughts you might have, but that'll do it for this midweek dose of weird, Wild West Wednesdays, where we get the audience feedback, you guys get involved, send in your clips, thoughts, comments, questions. I like that idea. So let's make that Wild West Wednesdays. Let's see if we can start that trend. You guys send in... Send them in, right? Send in your questions um, by, I would say by Tuesday, by Tuesday evening. Wednesday morning at the absolute latest. Send in your questions though, or any of your feedback to be featured on the Wild West Wednesday episodes. And I like I already have a name for the series. I don't know if that'll stick, but we'll, we'll just see. And I want to know. Uh, I'm going to obviously try and improve my performance for the next Norwegian goodbye update that we get from Rachel. Um, however, I am still disputing this. I'm going to appeal this to the league and the powers that be, which are me, which means I will accept the appeal. I will win the appeal. I will overturn it. And we will give me a grand total average of three minutes and 33 seconds on my Norwegian goodbyes over the episodes that you covered because of discrepancies. Okay. After reviewing, after not reviewing the evidence, because I don't need to, because I am the dictator on this podcast, the head Hanyak. So there you have it. But uh, thank you. Keep sending in the Norwegian goodbyes, Rachel. Keep sending in your takes, everyone. Send in anything and everything. If you are worried about how to do that, voice memo and then just contact me. Either send it directly to me. If you don't know how to send it, we can talk and coordinate it. If you have any stories, blessings from tragedy, you want to be on that. Or maybe you're like Caroline and you, you're, you're a young entrepreneur or you've 
got some of that. I'm looking for entrepreneur stories or just uh, people's stories in general. I'm open to having anyone on the pod- podcast, whether you have something specific to chat about or not, or you're like, hey, I want to come on your podcast. I think it'd be fun. Then we can figure something out to talk about, have you on, maybe just talk about your life, anything and everything. Please, please let me know. Also, do me a huge favor. Share this with your friends, family, whoever you might be interested. P- leave a five-star review. You can do that on Spotify and Apple now. I would love to um, – that will help the show grow as we grow the Hanyak Horde. I've seen some good growth since um, in, in the past couple months. So just looking to, to build on that and build things out. And I can't do that without your feedback. If you let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear, and I can, I can adjust. I'm looking to take criticism to improve my podcasting game and always be getting better. I want to strive to be the best, bring you the best possible content that I can bring. So thank you, as always, for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. If you're new here, welcome to the Hanyak Horde. You now know what Hanyak means, so you can stop wondering. You've got it right here on this episode. I'll try and remember. But that does it for this Dose of Weird this week. We will be back here Friday with another fun Dose of Weird to close out your week. Um, as I will actually be on vacation, so it will be pre-recorded. And then we'll be back here next week bringing you full doses of weird. Got a couple good blessings from tragedies on the horizon that should be getting to you very, very, very soon. So thank you, as always, for listening, subscribing, sharing, giving your comments and feedback. Um, let's keep this ball rolling. Uh, I'm your head, Hanyak, and I'm signing off.